0: Hello and welcome to Superhuman Samurai Cyberpod. I'm Rob.
1: I'm Jen.
2: I'm David and this week again we have a guest. It's it, gr- uh, Hello
3: Oh, sorry. Losing? The audio cut out there for oh, a second. <laughs> hey, yes, it's me. Sorry, I just I heard it's and then nothing. <laughs> 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 no, it's me, Grant, known known goofus from Twitter. Hi, thanks for having me on, guys. Oh,
0: our pleasure. Yeah, hi. And hi. uh before we start, why don't you tell us a little about yourself?
3: Oh, well, uh, I am a, uh, uh, an old, old nerd, I guess. I do a lot of random stuff. I don't know how to describe what I do, but, um, I, I do some podcasting, uh, over the Blade Licking Thieves, where me and some buddies sit on the couch and review, uh, all sorts of movies week to week. And then I also do the Super Senpai podcast with my buddy Pat, where we watch tokusatsu together. And uh, I write blog posts for yadatachi.com uh, on the semi-frequent. But probably the thing most people know me for is uh, abusing them with terrible puns on the timeline <laughs> and uh, yeah. talking about One Piece uh, in a very long... Reaction thread now that has kind of become the main thing I think most people know me for. So I, I'm re- which is sort of ironic and weird, but I, I read one piece about a chapter a day, and I just talk about how it makes me feel, and people seem to really oh, like man. that. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. well, good. as far as the puns go, you and I are kindred spirits.
3: Good. Oh, good.
2: oh, oh this yes. could be dangerous. Oh no! We're
3: putting together the 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 gestalt. You know, we need to find our other three to form Mighty Punatron. Yep, we That's need right. some
1: legs up in uh, here.
2: Uh, 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 try. Yeah, so so Grant crosses the the Anna Twitter anime Twitter section and the Tokusatsu Twitter section that I sort of yes. follow. With uh, and you're well, you have seen Transformers, the old G One stuff, but
3: Oh, I'm a huge I mean I don't I don't talk about it all that much, uh, even though I follow a lot of Transformers heads. No, I, I'm a huge, huge Transformers fan. I mean I'm not I mean, I say that, I, I'm much more than, than probably your average, uh, uh, you know, flesh, flesh human, but <laughs> I'm not like, yeah. I read the you're, IDW you're, comics. And, you
2: know more yeah. than most people, cause you're, uh, Blade Licking Thieves, you guys did an episode on Transformers, the movie, the mm-hmm, original mm-hmm. animated one, and it was mm-hmm. so adorable listening to it. Because <laughs> you like you call them like Junkatrons or something, like,
3: <laughs> junketcons or yeah, <laughs> so it's it's
1: not so not quite it's like, the the three hour in depth behind the scenes discussion of Transformers the movie sure. that we did for for Patreon. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah
2: we know too much to the point that we did that Patreon episode which ended up being two Patreon episodes. It's only one dollar a month. You can go get all our backlogs. Got to plug. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We had not. Seen that movie in uh, between? Well, six to six months to three years, <laughs> or between each of us. So we knew that memory by the ba- like the back of our <laughs> head. Uh, to,
0: to, yeah. Quote yeah, the, uh, to quote I'm, the generation comics, uh, too much knowledge can lead to madness and even death. <laughs> mm.
3: yeah. I used to love the the G one run, especially the when Simon Furman comes on in the back half. It's good stuff. It's oh, real, yeah. real, good stuff. Oh yeah, that's a
2: good. Yes, yeah, so and now you can buy a Starscream that looks a hell of a lot like Underbase Starscream with all the little greebly details all over oh, it.
1: that's a good point.
2: It's a good toy, but it's got too much shit on it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway, it turns yeah. out that your combination of uh, fandoms is ideal for the superhuman samurai cyberpod on which we, uh, yes, we go episode yes. by episode through SSSS Gridman, a weird mm. hybrid... Of uh, Tokusatsu anime and weird Transformers references.
2: Yes. Yes.
3: Yeah, Gridman. Gridman uh, is, is a. I'm, I'm in the same space that this show is a lot of overlapping Venn diagrams in a really weird way that hopefully people enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And today's episode is episode eight Confrontation. Yay. That's right. So we, we open to it. It is, now. it is time for the school festival, something that I am almost totally unfamiliar with.
1: Yeah, they, that's not really something they do in America very much either. I mean, I guess sometimes some schools have little events that are sort of like it. Also, I, I noted that the theme is dream with passion. Ooh. Which is any other way
3: to dream? I mean, <laughs> a very
1: sort of generic, hopeful, very sort of Japanese-sounding saying. It it, it so. should
3: be
0: on a motivational poster with like a like a mountain on it or something,
1: or yes. a sa- or a sailboat.
0: Um,
2: which I didn't even notice that that was the the theme of the the festival. Um. The original theme song to the first Gridman was You May Know Hero, which means Dream Hero. Ah. Hmm. Hmm. So I missed that reference.
1: I, I was reading the, uh, I was reading the translations of the signs. So that's, that's where that came up.
0: If this all turns out to be a dream, I'll be very upset. Uh oh. <laughs>
2: I'll say nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, fuck. Um, anyway, the, yeah, school festivals aren't really a thing. Well, I sort of vaguely remember things hey, hey, kind of like that. Hey,
0: Rob, things-
1: did you know Mysterio is a villain? <laughs>
2: oh,
0: that I did know.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry. School festivals.
2: Spoilers. Yes, the, yes, spoilers for something that anyone who's ever read Marvel Comics knows. And, and well, we're... That Patreon episode is coming. We'll, we'll get to yes. it. But, um, yeah, school festivals. I, I vaguely remember things sort of like this. Well, field days when it was like an elementary school, which was mostly outdoor stuff, but there was like some activities that were not that. Yeah, it was. But yeah, it's not a high school come thing. Come to
1: think of it, I, I do remember like in elementary school, stuff like this, which was very, very long. Speaking of G1, a very long time ago. It was G1 ago. Yes, it it was absolutely G1 ago. It was literally G1 ago. That
3: was four reboots ago. Yes.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, I guess that's more of it. It it is something that, at least in America, you see with elementary schools, but not really with high schools. Yeah, we
0: we see some details later on, and they only raise further questions.
1: (laughs) Yes. I mean, I guess when you have high schoolers doing something like that, they're going to come up with sort of silly, goofy theme ideas.
0: Anyway, it turns out nobody actually wants to do this.
1: Well, uh,
2: some people, do. at least four people do. Well, at least none of our
0: main <laughs> characters actually want to do this.
2: No. No, um, mm-hmm. the, the four characters that convinced the... Annoying teacher who used to be an asshole, but thankfully is nice because Gridman readjusted the world because Akane wanted to kill him. The four students are Octopunch, G-Axis, uh, <laughs> the witch girl from Little Witch Academy, and some other person.
1: They mentioned that Tonkawa and her friends, yeah, um, like, came up with the idea, so it's sort of interesting that they don't remember them, but they still remember they were totally gonna put on this festival.
2: Well, no, um, I, Tonkawa, I think, is in her group, I think, is the ones that voted for um, what that classroom was going to do.
1: Ah, okay. Which
2: ends up being the end of the episode.
1: Dreaming with passion?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: Gigabuzz. They're gonna rip it up. A hero always makes the cut. Anyway, uh reminiscing about uh insume go- keeps going on about that alien base that was in the sky last episode.
0: Yeah, and uh and our, our hero, Utah, says, theorizes that it's a city, but not a place anyone lives, you know, like Pittsburgh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or Detroit.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, some people live in Detroit. But... Yes. But, but Utsume keeps going on and on about it and gets a shin kick for it because the Neon Genesis a- Evangelion junior high students are in the school.
1: I like <laughs> how he points out that Alexis Carab is uh, clearly a last boss. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, he is. He, he's the he final He the boss. genre
2: tropes. He's seen a lot of ultra.
1: Yeah, he's the one you fight in the at the end of the season. So I, I like that getting called out.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> And apparently, just a group of random wandering, albeit well dressed hobos, can just wander into this <laughs> pu- into this high school.
1: I mean, they are dressed like they're ready for school. Also, it didn't occur to me before. I guess I should have been paying more attention. But someone, met one of the mentions that they have on outside shoes. Yes. And it hadn't occurred to me that they were just sitting around the junk shop in like not outside shoes, but very nice suits. Which, I don't know, maybe that's not as weird.
3: Suits and fuzzy slippers, I guess. I
0: mean, this, <laughs> is this a, a thing in, we just wore our shoes yeah, all we- day. Unless it was, like, raining, and you had boots or something, but.
2: No, it, it's a regular thing. Like, when you go into a Japanese house, you take your shoes off, they're outside, and put on slippers. In school, you take off your regular shoes and put on school shoes. It It is weird to get used to, but it's a thing. Yes.
0: Okay. I mean, it, it, at least in Canada, you do generally take off your shoes when you come into somebody's house, but it's just houses.
1: Mm. Well, in,
0: in Japan, it's also schools. Okay. Yes.
1: I mean, I guess, yeah, the junk shop being a business, you would think that they would, you know, at least in the non-residential parts of it, just be wearing normal shoes. But but someone yeah. does point out that that they have on outside shoes.
0: Also, it's only kind of a business.
1: So maybe they've just made themselves (laughs) at home.
2: Yes.
3: (laughs) Outside shoes, but inside metal faceplate.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Outside shoes, but inside very nice suit.
0: I'm going to swap this out for my formal Bane mask.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You only adopted
1: the grid man. I was born in it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, everyone's picking on Utsume for being a big nerd. Including Boar, when they show up.
0: So anyway, there are only three of them there at the time, and uh, just just in time walks our fourth, who is also the one who is visibly armed. <laughs>
1: yes. And also the most, I mean, I guess Max is pretty, like, scary looking, Huge. but Caliber is the one who is most clearly a hobo. So, so yes, he walks in through the front gate and is walking through the courtyard and they're like, you know, he did come in the school before. Maybe no one will notice him, but no people (laughs) notice this heavily armed hobo wandering into the courtyard.
0: And apparently call the police. (laughs)
1: Yes.
2: Well, wouldn't you? I mean, they start to do that and and then they they shout, hey, we got to get out of here. And I mean, it. Calibur just like jumps into the sky. Mm.
3: <laughs> Caliber's amazing; he can do no wrong. Well, that's not suspicious at all.
2: He's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> He's so good. Which I, I wonder if that's like a reference to a character. He reminds me. He reminds me of um Cyborg Zero Zero Two from Cyborg Zero Zero Nine, who mm-hmm. was very uh, sky themed and uh, could fly, but I had a much I- pointier nose.
3: Huh. I took it as a reference to the fact that he just sort of flies around as a sword too, so that maybe he's just more aerial
2: as maybe. a human, yeah. as a as a fleshy. <laughs> he, he's streamlined; that there's no body fat on him because it doesn't look like he <laughs> ever eats. <And> doesn't <laughs> yes. he also kind of have to, like that weird ninja run, if I remember correctly? Yes, <laughs> yes. yes, he runs like a, a Mazinger Z or a Naruto for the yes. anime fans. <laughs>
3: Zinger sure Zing and Naruto, both definitely from the same era <laughs> of anime. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, generation generational, it repeats. Um, uh, Utsumi actually gets kicked in the shin twice in this short period of time, which makes it shin kick number five and six. Uh, the second time she kicks him is because he's going on about, oh, the Vanishing City, Duncan is back, and she kicks him, which is a reference to uh, original Ultraman. Show, the episode Vanishing City, with the giant monster Duncan, who
1: um uh, looks kind of like... I figured that was a reference to something.
2: Kind of like a blue hedgehog who rolls up into a ball, but c- he comes out of, like, soap bubbles. It's kind of weird, but that's the original Ultraman. Uh, I
0: think I may be familiar with uh, another blue hedgehog who turns into a ball.
3: <laughs> Crash Bandicoot.
1: <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> Everyone's favorite crash bandicoot
2: oh and at one point I, I think it's where they're having a conversation about uh, akane and because they know the shit she's been up to now and there's just one shot it's a close-up it's a cutaway shot to a close-up of akane's eye seen through the cracked glass so it mm. looks like her eyeball is cracked <laughs>
0: it was extremely it was extremely creepy
1: Also, I I really like when Namiko and Haas come up and ask what the deal was with those people in (laughs) suits. And yeah, she says they're the Neon Genesis Junior High. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And one of them says that sounds like a shitty band name. (laughs) And now I just want to have a band named that.
0: I mean, they kind of look like a band.
1: They, they they look really like do. a band. They
3: could be a ska band. band. I was definitely yeah, right. <laughs> going to say ska band. I mean,
0: I guess they would have to swap out those outdoor shoes for, like, the ska shoes. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: And Cal- I-
3: Calibre turns into the trombone, obviously. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a okay, given. Caliber's- and I don't think any of them wear hats.
2: Yeah, oh, um, I guess uh, Max would have to be on drums.
1: Yes, probably. he is definitely a drummer.
2: Uh, Vitt is, like, bass guitar, because he's gonna get the ladies. <laughs> yes. Which, by default, I guess, makes boar lead guitar?
1: Yeah. That sounds about right. Or,
2: wait, what What the hell are the instruments are in a ska band? <laughs> well, there's a
0: trumpet, and possibly another basically, good trumpet.
1: Basically, all, whatever, uh... <laughs> Your, your high school friends from band, like whoever you can talk into joining your ska band, those are the instruments you have. So also, if oh, you talk- so.
3: tuba and triangle. Generally What's you it? need like way
0: more guys for a ska band. I'm not sure I ever saw a ska band that had fewer than like six members.
1: See, that's, Should I, I, I have to assume that the, the reason ska got popular was because it was where you could have your like, Friends from the high school marching band come be in your rock band.
0: <laughs> I mean, they're gonna need some extra guys, maybe based on those Dinobots that were in the toy line but didn't make it to the movie.
1: Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. I'm gonna say yes.
0: <laughs> anyway, so, uh, see, nobody actually wants to, uh, to go to this festival, including, uh, our pal, uh, Akane. Who uh, is just about to, uh, unleash a new monster. In this case, a Mecha Godzilla type version of the first episode's monster.
2: Uh, yeah, uh but. Oh, what the fuck even is his name? Mecha Gulgilas. Gulgilas.
1: It has a very, its neck is very, uh, car robots Galvatron. Which I thought was cool. Yeah.
0: Yes. I guess much like that, it's also a drill thing.
1: Yes, yes. which mm. again, also that, uh, Car Robot Scalvatron's neck uh-huh. was. Or yes, how was his tail? I don't know. He had a lot of parts Some part that of were a mean, lot I think of things. A, in at
0: least one of his modes, I think that was the head.
1: Yeah. Ooh. He had too many modes.
0: Anyway, she's <laughs> about to unleash it, but then uh, gets a wicked case of monstrous interruptus.
2: Yes, Akame says, wait, wait, no, no instance ab reaction this time. Wait for it.
1: And he's just, like, so put off by this because he was all excited to to get a monster going.
0: You're giving me the the, the monster blue balls here. Come on.
1: (laughs) But nope, she's decided she wants to unleash it during the festival
0: because festivals
1: are
2: dumb. Mm -hmm. That whole unveiling scene is just... So good. Like, she brings the model to school. Yes. Sets it down on her desk. Yeah. And she, she, she brings the, everyone in, in the Gridman Alliance over. It's like, oh, get over here, Cliff Jumper and, and Sideswipe and Megatron. Come here and see this. This is the next kaiju I'm going to, this is what you're going to face next.
1: And she's not even threatening about it. She's like, no. look how cool this is. Look at this cool thing I made because she still doesn't understand' yeah, we're,
0: we're 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 totally dropping the masquerade here.
1: Yes,
2: yeah,
3: yeah, it's a total power move, and there's a really good shot of like the camera's position just below the model's neck, and it's looking up at them. so even though, they're looking down on it. Mm-hmm. Like it's still the, the energy on it's kind of different. Like it's, it's projecting power at them, even though the shot is from below. So it's a, that was a really nice touch. I thought, especially cause all her, her other quote unquote friends come over and like, Oh, what a cool figure. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I make models. I'm going to kill people with this thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Possibly you.
1: This episode really does go heavy on her being like super messed up.
2: Yeah, it, well, it's a contrast, like, she's just being an average schoolgirl, kind of, but the implications of her having this model there is massively frightening to the main characters. Yes. Because, hey, look, I'm going to unleash this monster at the festival. Here's what it looks like. You can't stop me. And then. Yep. Skywarp and G2 Thundercracker just come over and hang around her and call oh, that's
1: such a cute monster. They're like, there oh, they know. don't seem very impressed by it.
3: I mean, it always worried people when I brought kaiju models to school, but I don't think it was the same kind of worry as something else. Yeah,
1: same with my Transformers <laughs> in high school. By which I mean shoving G2 Megatron in my backpack.
3: It's that Mike Wazowski meme and it's just you talking about Scorponok. And yeah. And like, whoa.
1: Pretty much that was, that accurately, that accurately sums up me in high school.
2: It's time for me to overshare about school and art projects.
1: Yes, go for it.
2: <laughs> One time, I forget if this was in like um, senior high school or in like first or second year college. But... One time I, I made a wireframe Godzilla and covered it with tin foil. It wasn't quite that good of a Godzilla, but there it was. Uh, I forget if it was actually for something or it was just a side thing because in one class I had to make like a fake ad for absolute vodka. Get a bodhill, <laughs> make something that was an ad for it. So that I That was made...
1: specifically what you were assigned? Cause that seems... yes. This was high school?
3: That teacher was retiring that day. He just...
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm... I'm not sure if it was high school or the, or the beginning of college. I don't know. It was an em- empty bottle. I, I think the teacher gave us the bottles.
3: <laughs> as soon as he was finished drinking them, he just slammed them on your desk and said, get to our kids. Is this our project? Sure, whatever. Here
2: you go. <laughs> anyway, it was, well, most people did like photographs and stuff. I actually made a model. It was sort of like a volcano with the absolute vodka bottle sitting in there. And Godzilla, a Godzilla toy I had, standing at the base of the volcano. So, yes, I brought a kaiju to class and got a grade <laughs> on it. I That's th- awesome. I think I was either a B plus or an A minus. I did
1: have one time when I, uh, I needed a prop for my film production class, uh, and I brought in Shockwave, but him being a gun, he had to stay in the teacher's room all day. <laughs> Also okay, so I got involved in the fandom part of of Transformers pretty early on. Uh for my senior high school uh photo uh I I was in a photo class because this was back when we had film. Uh and one of I guess this is kaiju related because one of the uh toys that I brought in to to do some like nice uh still model work with was Deathsaurus. <laughs> who I had when I was a senior in high school. Uh, but, I mean, uh, I mean he's, he's pretty kaijuy.
0: If only you knew now what you knew, or if only you knew then what you knew now, you could have just flipped Shockwave upside down and told him he was a submarine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a very good point. <laughs> just wasn't thinking outside the box enough. I mean, he's clearly a submarine. Look at him. He's his got this conning tower and everything else.
0: Ignore his literal trigger. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> that makes him make space gun sounds because it worked.
0: Anyway, so uh yeah, we we're dropping all pretense of this being a secret, so we we head back to uh head back to the old junk shop. And they, 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 start debating, you know, how, you know, how they're gonna handle this monster, and their bright idea is to combine Gridman with everybody at once, even though, as seen, I believe, last episode, that makes stuff start glitching out. And yeah. that's the solution to this, ago. is to make Gridman smaller.
1: Yes, I, I was thinking what they need to do is, like, go into the settings and, like, reduce the draw distance, and... <laughs> You know, just, just tinker with their graphic <laughs> settings a little bit, but I guess making them smaller the is an option as well.
0: Yes. I made the mix with the pixel, so he just looks really, uh, really badly drawn and out of focus.
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. He's a background element now. Yeah.
0: But unfortunately, uh, anyway, you know, the, obviously their, their first thought, as with all this, is, you know, fighting based and, uh, and, uh, their pal is not so, uh, thrilled with this. She, you know, Akane is her friend despite being a, uh, crazy monster making recluse who, uh, we now know is a total sociopath. Yes. And, you know, she thinks, you know, maybe they need to find another solution. But, uh.
1: She's like, maybe we could, you know, talk to her.
0: Mhm.
2: Oh, yeah, is this where she has the fight with Utsume that, well, yes. isn't a fight, but is really a fight? Yes. Yeah, because
0: Utsume is, I mean, he is in a way correct, because Akane is crazy, but he's also being a real dick about it. Ooh. And also, but of course, she le- she lands the most devastating blow of all when she says that he's the only one who ever actually calls them the Gridman Alliance. Mm
1: which is true but also mean but but yeah she and this is sort of uh you know definitely kind of calling out the way the show kind of balances out the the high school drama versus the the monster fights she's like maybe we should try you know talking about our feelings and they're like no fighting fighting is cool (laughs) we like fighting I mean, Yuda seems to be fairly on the fence about it, but Utsume definitely wants to go have a fight.
0: Yeah, he's not taking sides in this one. No, it's just I'm, I'm going to let you two fight it out, and then I will get to the necessary business of grid Manning. Yes, uh, <laughs> towards the end of the episode. Yes. Anyway, it's time for a another weird interlude with uh, our favorite. By which, I, by which I mean Jen's favorite, uh, it's it's Auntie who has my son the the now monocular <laughs> he's a baby Auntie. boy he's a little bean my,
1: my poor baby my poor child he's like a little
2: bean he, yes. he
0: just wanders into the junk shop uh starving and also just staring at people like a weirdo which almost gets him stabbed with a giant ridiculous knife <laughs> oh
2: the, another really good scene we've all like, been
3: there really <laughs>
2: When he first comes into the shop, Caliber jumps up, and Caliber's acting like like a someone's dog. Like, oh, he's seen another dog, and he must get up and bark at it. Arr! <laughs> Arr! Then they tell him, "No, sit down, bad
0: dog."
3: And and this knife looks—it looks like one of the Caliber will just fight. It looks like bit. one of the knives they're fighting. With. I almost threw hands with this thirteen-year-old. <laughs>
0: it, it looks like one of the knives from the climax of the movie Undefeatable.
1: I, it is a I really thought big it definitely that looked like water. a knife that came with a Dinobot. <laughs> <laughs> like, it definitely had that movie-era Transformer sort of...
3: It definitely looks like a knife that you find in, like, the the bloodied floor of a gladiator's pit. Like, it's not a... For, for someone that's ostensibly a child to be carrying that knife around, it's a little intense. Yes, I don't also, know where you'd even get this thing.
1: Yes, it, I mean... Caliber oh, has been I'm, known to occasionally draw swords that are far too large for his actual sheaths. So, That's true. Presumably they can just produce space. ridiculous weapons at will.
2: But yeah, have you never seen a knife catalog? Did you not get these as a kid somehow? Like <laughs> No. Oh my god. Somehow I did. I don't remember what I did to get my these, but I was getting dad I was getting like those. I guess bought some knives. The equi- they would have like highlander swords in them i
1: david, don't know why i, feel I got like, them but i, was I feel entertained like this is, by them. i feel like this is an american thing not
2: <laughs> yes it is probably really an american thing but it's,
3: it's, david not to not to plug not to plug my own show again but have you listened to our highlander search for vengeance pod because this discussion <laughs> like literally word for word happens <laughs> and it's kind of great actually talking about how like one of my co-hosts is talking about how like he would go to he went to like karate and In the back of, like, the catalogs where they sold, like, the karate geese and, like, the sparring gear and stuff, there'd be just, like, an ad for a Highlander sword.
2: (laughs) Yes. No, I I actually have... I've been going back through some of your back catalog randomly. Uh. I've listened to um, Blade Licking Thieves before, but I... Kind of fell off it, but no, I didn't actually get to that one yet. So
3: Yeah, you you should because you it's bring different. that up and it's funny because like just two weeks ago we were talking about that. <laughs>
1: yes.
3: Very serendipitous. That
1: on that, one of these days yeah. I will have one of those replica frost morns I saw at the Renaissance festival.
3: <laughs> and then you take I mean, it back to the Renaissance Fair. like I am now king of England, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So while one small child is threatening another child, missing an eye with a knife, uh Megatron Mom comes in and, and she's all cheerful like usual.
1: Yes, she um, sees this poor, Rika's hungry mouth. child and makes him some food. Well, I guess she buys
0: just anime from, food, like, like from a from a cafe. She said,
1: "Yeah, she said something about mm-hmm. it being cafe food," and I have to assume that she doesn't mean like. I mean, maybe she it just means that their little coffee bar they have there has limited food options, and that's what they have, or yeah that's how I read it but. yeah, yeah, I, I mean, mean it's anime
3: it, food, so it looks way too good, like it's just like. Toast and jam, but you're like, oh my god, it looks delicious! I would eat that right now. Yes,
1: yeah. It it seemed more self denigrating than that that food deserved. Like, lady, right. there is no reason to apologize for that food <laughs> if that's actually coming from your cafe.
0: But listen, this it's is a bad so- idea. If you feed him, you're gonna have. He's you're gonna keep him. <laughs>
3: yes.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, wait. That's it. No. Caliber is a dog, Auntie is a cat that just wandered up. Exactly. <laughs> also, He's a stray cat, you fed him, he will come back now.
1: Also, in in the subtitles at least, uh Boar straight up just called her Mom. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, they just kind of live there now. <laughs> they
1: just kind of live there yes. now, they just call her Mom. It's just like, not like Rika's mom, just capital M Mom. <laughs> what is <laughs>
2: I guess, I'm not sure if that, that's actually them, or maybe it's a Japanese cultural thing. That, like, but I, I remember calling some of my friends' moms, Mom, on occasion. Like, you're maybe there you're often at- enough at their house. Hi, Mom.
1: Yeah, I mean, rather than Mrs. Whoever.
2: Yeah, that's weird.
3: Please, it's Mrs. Mom. You don't know me that well yet. <laughs> 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 and then Auntie proceeds to eat. Like an animal, like yes. a like a beast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Look, I dated someone for nine years and was never entirely sure if their mother was on first-name basis with me or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I am socially awkward.
2: <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> just, just call her mom.
0: Anyway, he does indeed end up taking off, but not before leaving them his phone number, and I refuse to believe that he owns a phone.
1: <laughs> no, he does, I, because... No. Akane called Akane. him before. Oh, that's
2: right.
0: Yeah,
1: she gave him a phone. Yeah,
2: because she doesn't want to let him into the house, so she has to give him a phone and just throw him outside. This is the only <laughs> way to get in contact with him.
1: Yes, we're to a point now where you away. even your stray kaiju child has a cell phone. Everyone has a cell yeah. phone. Just assume that everyone has a cell phone, <laughs> even if they're homeless monster children. Yeah,
0: like like yeah. like a half feral man monster <laughs> yes
1: he's yeah. still got a phone oh, and when auntie's leaving
2: and boar's reacting like aggressive at him it's like you you uh, you say thank you for this food to this nice kind woman and she's and he I keep, damn it I keep screwing up boar's gender he sticks the knife in auntie's face mm-hmm. and, but caliber intercedes It's like no 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 I got his phone number let him go Mm-hmm. And then Boar looks over at Max, are you going to put up with this shit? I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, the face yes. animation and the close-ups, this, I mean, this show is really well animated, but this episode might have, like, some of my favorite animation in it. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of good close-ups and whip pans and things.
1: It's got a lot of good expressions. Even though,
2: like, like... When Boar pulls the knife out and does a spin that makes a really good animated GIF, like, he's off-model, but it looks really good. Yeah. <laughs> All
0: right, we cut now to Rika and, uh, and Akane. They are on the bus, because as previously established, they're bus buddies.
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> they're the only ones on the bus.
1: Yes. Even, not even this show can get away from trying to ship Optimus and Megatron. It's just, that's always going to happen everywhere.
0: And they have an extremely eerie conversation.
1: Yes. I would like to point out that is one of the few ships that I don't really get behind too much, just because I feel like shipping anyone with Optimus Prime is like shipping them with dad. (laughs) Like Optimus Alita G1 shipping, it's like your parents. It's it's creepy. Like, (laughs) accept that they're together and then think no more of it. So, but this, this show is absolutely using this for their, uh, their Optimus Megatron shattered glass ship fic.
0: Uh-huh. And so, uh, you know, the Akane, de- or, uh, rather, uh, Rika does say, you know, you, you know, you are my friend. And, uh, and of course she is because as Akane says, she set it up that way. She can't possibly yeah, she- hate her.
1: She made her to yeah. be her friend, which begs the question to me, uh, did she make her wear that skirt?
0: <laughs> this hug lasts a little too long, so I'm going to say yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> it's, it's a very, it's definitely some, some hugging going on there. So yes, I'm going to say that Rika's barely existent skirt is absolutely Akane's doing.
3: It is divine will, I think, is what we're deciding.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm starting (laughs) to wonder if this is a Tommy Westfall situation.
2: (laughs) Anyway, the conversation is layered with subtext. We're ignoring you, Rob.
0: That's fine.
2: (laughs) Like, because Rika accuses, you killed Tonkawa and the other girls, and then Akane Shinjo comes back with, no, the kaiju killed them. I just made the kaiju. And wanted it to get rid of them. It, like, Akane is distancing herself from her own actions. While yeah. at the same time, being really touchy-feely with Rika, like, wrapping her arms around her neck from behind, and, and saying, you were made this way. I made you this way. It's To
1: be mine. I made you <laughs> I- to be mine. I mean, she does not, I mean, my friend, but. Yes. But, yeah, it's. Uh- Well, she's, that's the thing is she's distancing herself from the parts of it that are violent and, you know, damaging and, quote, bad, but not distancing herself from the part that's Rika wearing an extremely small skirt.
2: (laughs) Now into more symbolism or possible symbolism, like good artistry. There's... There have been a lot of close-ups of eyes in earlier episodes, but then in this episode, it starts to ramp up more with like the earlier shot with the cracked glass eye. There's a lot of close-up shots of Rika's eye on this bus. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like her reacting to the shit Akane's throwing at her. Just the emotions in the eyes. And you really notice that, well, as previously mentioned, everybody in the show has, in the town has blue eyes, except for Akane. Mm-hmm. And Rika's eyes are blue, but there's a hint of pink at the bottom.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. Also, Auntie does not have blue eyes. Well, he,
2: not like one of the kids from the school in the town. What the hell color? are Auntie
1: eyes. isn't people. Well,
2: yes, Auntie isn't people. <laughs> they're red, aren't they?
1: Yes. Yes, yeah. they're red.
3: And of course, anytime there's close-ups of guys, this is just a random thing. But I remember seeing a a, a production note from uh, an animator a couple years ago talking about how complex modern anime eyes are to draw yes. but it takes oh, yeah. longer to draw a single eye than it used to to draw the, the entire bridge of the space battleship Yamato so every time <laughs> wow. every time I see anime eyes now I just think of exploding starships and all the lives <laughs> lost to make those eyes like the, 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 the human costs those eyes. Uh,
1: That's why we don't get all the machinery, the lovingly rendered machinery that we used to get in old anime. It's because all that effort has now gone into drawing their eyes. So that that explains a lot. Well,
2: it's a give and take, a mix of... Like, a a lot of modern Gundam, they will use a lot of CGs, CG work for the Gundams.
1: So they can have more time to do the eyes. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But but they will, will, like...
2: (laughs) They will have the CG models, and then they will draw over them to add an Mm -hmm. expression, or from so for some important things, they'll actually draw, but a lot of it is CG. Mm -hmm. And I swear, at least some shows, I think, are actually using CG to place on the eyes, like, for basic shots. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At least I freaking hope so, because some of them are really... Like, in this show, they're... It's so detailed with like the edging and, and there's like four layers of color in Akane's eyes mm-hmm. in the close-ups. Yes. It looks great, but yeah, it, it, it's maybe I've gone a bit too far.
1: <laughs> yes. It's pretty, uh, it's, I mean, the eyes of the characters in this show are just extremely detailed. Mm-hmm. And, and we've already pointed out the, uh, Transformers good guy, bad guy eye color dichotomy. Uh, but. <laughs> But yes, that's she does have that little bit of pink in her eye.
3: I, and this, this scene is also really important just in terms of like, I mean, for her, this episode, wanting to be like, hey, we should just talk this out. We shouldn't go straight to fighting. But just kind of realizing she's dealing with someone who, uh, if they, maybe, whether or not they can be negotiated with, she certainly is not negotiating like a normal person is. She's dealing with somebody who either... Is very powerful or thinks they're very powerful and isn't really open to discussion. It's gonna have to come down to giant mecha fisticuffs. That yeah. Thank God. But it's a, it's a stark realization <laughs> for her and it's a very, you know, she's like, this person has power or thinks they have power and I I can't take her off this course.
1: Yeah. She mm. realizes that her way is not going to work. This yeah. this scene is also very important to me for other reasons that we won't go into. Yes,
2: the, the gay subtext and, and things for later episodes. Because it,
1: look, it I does like keep really creepy messed up relationship dynamics, but I don't like the inherent gender dynamics brought into it when it's heterosexual. So yeah, it
2: it is better this way, but it's still this
1: is directly up my alley. Some some degree too <laughs> creepy. It, it, it's either a little bit creepy or a lot creepy. That skirt though. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm gonna put her in a barely existent skirt. There we go. And she's gonna be my f- special friend. Anyway, okay, sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so once again, so, uh, anyway, Utah and, uh, and his pal have decided, you know, maybe we're going to try and talk to, uh, Akane as well. And, you know, they, they troop out to her place, which I'm sure smells terrible.
2: Well, wait, didn't they, I thought they did it at the school. Yeah, I, I think
1: that was a back room order? at the school. Which oh, okay. Basically like her, yes, her room is her, her place. Her, her is room is Basically, like yes. Indistinguishable okay. from a, uh, high school utility closet.
0: Oh, okay. I guess I saw the bags on the floor, and that's what I, I was thinking. Yeah. Just, they just weren't bothering to draw the shelves.
2: There's a shot where you look outside, and you see the students playing in, like, the quad or whatever. It okay.
0: Is.
1: Yeah, so they're in, like, a back room somewhere.
0: And they also try and convince her that, you know, maybe we can work this out in a way that doesn't
2: involve monster punching. but uh Or, or at least postpone it a day. It's like, let the festival happen. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, the thing is, there's, there are going to be a lot of people around for the festival. That's why she wants to do it then. Uh, and that's why they want her to not do it then, because that's gonna be like, you know, as we see like everybody's parents show up, and yeah, it's, it's a bad time to be having a monster fight. But no, she says that that's an excellent time to be having a monster fight. Yeah.
0: So they, they come up with a truly novel solution. Via which they break the the uh, the Tokusatsu rules, they send Gridman in first. It's a preemptive strike, and and this giant
1: strike so much it's just like walking around scaring everyone. Yes,
0: and so they they evacuate the festival, and of course, Friday's we get a whole bunch of we get a real countdown to the festival. Via montage
1: Oh yeah Yes It's a
2: really nice count- Like there's a bunch of Neat things going on In the countdown Like one time we see a four Oh we're getting a Spider-Man four comic No <laughs> that That's an unrelated thing And, and I'm guessing Rob's weeping Because he's quiet right now But other things we see Like <laughs> we see uh, A pigmon A uh, pigmon The little sort of Weird pink Funny face thing That's drawn in a style Like um It says
0: Ultraman know, kids there?
2: Oh Ultraman kids with their cute, adorable version. The light, like, it's a cute, chibi, SD cartoon short thingies.
0: So this was like Ultraman
2: Babies? Yeah, basically, <laughs> yes. like Ultra Babies. Th- th- they don't fight the aliens. The aliens are just adorable little kids, too. Uh, we see th- there's a giant inflatable woozer, and I still have not seen the anime woozer, so that's just a thing to me. They- and in one shot, in one of the earlier ones, we see... Where's Waldo's Waldo? <laughs> I mean, he's didn't green.
1: see that. I, That's I just, re- I
0: really think Woozer peaked with their first album. I haven't really liked uh, much of their
1: subsequent <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I agree. Uh,
3: I hear they like a girl with a short skirt and a long kaiju. <laughs>
1: well,
2: this kaiju does have a long neck. And before Akane sends her drone in to watch the school and have uh, Alexis Carab unleash his monster, we see a close-up of her room and more kaiju monsters, and a shelf full of lots and lots of cyborg and mecha monsters.
1: Also, I'd just like to point out that when uh, when Gridman shows up at the school, I don't know what the soundtrack thought it was doing, but it seemed to think it was the intro to Van Halen's jump for <laughs> several <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I don't know what was going on with that, but it was it was very notable. Uh, anyway, as you are yes, saying. <laughs> and, like, at
2: least half of the mecha kaiju that are there are actually upgraded versions of other kaiju. Like, there, there's, um, what is it, a version of Crazy Gone that has, like, demon shit on its face. There's Mecha Ball Tan, uh, King Joe Black, as opposed to the regular King Joe. Uh, well, I was no,
0: hoping the original version of that was Meet Joe Black.
1: I was hoping the the regular <laughs> version was just Joe Black.
2: <laughs> Kid, i don't know why he was named king joe but king joe is a mecha from i think ultra seven i think he's that far back start or? yeah ultra seven was his first old.
3: appearance and then he's repeatedly shown up throughout the series from then on big favorite one of my favorites too
2: yeah he showed up in, in a bunch of different things and um part of Mecha guljulus's design like the part behind the neck sort of looks a little bit like king joe's face well He's a weird, ugly robot. It's hard to describe face, but where a face would <laughs> be on something else,
0: yeah, I'm looking up now um it's kind of like if you had mittens for hands and you were trying to uh replicate uh one of the cybermen from uh from Doctor who
2: kinda or or like a really bad star wars background robot yeah
0: if like a cyberman had sex with the with the gonk droid from uh
2: from Star Wars? Yes! <laughs> it's kind of like that. Oh, yeah, it's got gonk feet. Wow. And kind of a gonk face. Sort of, yeah, because it's got little circles on a line. That's sort of a dead smiley face.
3: It's got flathead screws for hips and coffee cans for ears and then, like, stained glass for a chest. I mean, <laughs> it's great. King Joe's the best. And can, like, separate into parts. I love King Joe.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, ha- I had a King Joe toy as a kid that I think I lost and like... The antennas broke off. It, it was a, a member of Godzilla's gang, which I have a bunch of.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, I guess the way she sort of arranged her kaiju here, it's like she's putting together an inspiration board.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what they are. Like, in other episodes we've seen, like, there's a thematic shelf. Yeah. And she takes inspiration from that.
0: It's uh, it's like how uh, uh all the women my age use Pinterest.
1: Yes, I, I was absolutely (laughs) going to be, as, as a woman approaching your age. Well, uh, I guess more uh, David's age.
0: Listen, you're, you're, I'm approaching your ages, you Methuselahs. Yeah,
1: that's the, the proper direction time passes, I realize. (laughs) But, uh, but yes, I also immediately thought of Pinterest.
0: Anyway, so she, so she is upset that uh, he is, you know, scared off all potential victims and thus sends uh Mecha Ghoul into action. It is a big drilly robo dinosaur thing. Yeah. And to combat it, he he indeed calls upon all four of the uh of the Neon Genesis Evangelion gang. And uh, they merge in a very cool sequence that I'm very certain is a reference to something that you will now explain to me.
2: <laughs> yes, this is where things get complicated, kind of. Like, um, I mentioned in previous episodes, like there was the one shot that was like almost. It was really short. It was only like a few seconds long. It was a shot for shot remake of a scene from the opening animation of um, Heavy Metal Dragonar, where um. There, there's a person on the roof seeing, well, Gridman go by, but it's Dragonar and Dragonar. <laughs> and there, there have been other, refer- like in the very first episode, it's a heavy reference to, um, like when Gridman jumps on top of the building and then jumps off to kick a monster, the Ghoul Gilas. It, it's, again, it's not quite a shot for shot, but it's a very heavily referenced from the fight in the first episode of <clears throat> Dan Gaio. Now, both of those shows, both of those things were animated by an animator who still works today and does a lot of mecha design. And for a while, he was well known for doing awesome animation animation openings of TV shows, mostly mecha shows. Mm-hmm. Mr. Masami Obari. Okay. Now, the combination and later in this episode, the final sword attack are mm-hmm. almost direct copies of animation from, oh, what's the full name of the show? Uh, I have to find it. I remember the show. Oh, Brave Express Might Gain. I've heard of Might Gain. It's a, it's yes. it's in the Brave series. It was like four or five before, um, uh, King of Braves, Gal Giger.
1: Is it <laughs> And
2: Masami, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Masami Obari animated those two shots that it replicates in this this episode, and they're replicated to the point of, it's more than homage, it's kind of going into plagiarism. Oh, mm. yeah, and on yeah. Twitter,
3: <laughs>
2: Masami Obari wasn't happy about oh, that at this point.
3: Uh, yeah. I mean, it's already, <clears throat> you, even even to do that, I mean, it's called the Obari pose for a reason, so it's like, you already know you're in that territory, and if you're basically tracing, it's like, Come yeah. On, guys. <laughs> well,
2: like, the, the sword pose <laughs> itself is, is like, masami abari has done that like people were doing that pose before him he just perfected it and it's just been going on since sure then. so doing the, that that holding pose but like the way the sword slashes through the monster is a shot for shot of might game oh.
3: yeah so <laughs>
2: yeah like somebody must have pointed out to abari and he saw it was like wow, fuck, that's my shit. What the hell? <laughs> so there were a few days, like maybe an entire week where he was annoyed at that. And, and at some point it got smoothed out.
0: Oh, well, that's good.
2: By at least like um Obari did like uh the cover illustration for one of the toys or model kits or something. So he was commissioned to do that to at least smooth things out. Mm-hmm. Maybe other stuff happened. And I guess he got the point that like The director of the show really loves Obari stuff and, like, was just so excited that, ooh, I'm going to reference some of my favorite stuff. And he just went a little too far. Yeah. To the point that, like... Because, like, referencing shit in anime, like, that happens all the time. Like, the the Obari sword pose. But this is a hair too far. Mm. It looks freaking awesome, but... I I mean... uh, It's problematic.
3: Yeah, and, I I mean, that's, that's also kind of in a weird space... Um I don't know if you guys know uh, Mike Dent or Mock Dent on Mark Twitter. Dent. Yes. Um, has, that's where I'm getting
1: most of my he, information. And a former He's guest on that on some of our episodes.
3: Oh, then great. Yeah, okay. terrific. Cuz his threads on these are just
2: um, He will be back next episode cuz next episode is his favorite kind of Ultraman episode.
3: <laughs> uh yes. Yeah, Mike's great guy. Okay. Then if you guys are aware of yeah. his threads then yeah cuz I was going to say this it is kind of weird for this one because it is such a such a referential mm-hmm. work. But then at the same time, I mean, like you can go too far and be like, okay. Yeah, you know. like
2: like Mike Gain isn't like super well known, but No, none of the Brave like... stuff is.
3: Yeah, not really. Yeah, Gal Gagar is about the best, yeah. and even then that's an, an like yeah. kind of well, a niche yeah,
2: Gal, hit. Gal like a lot of people know Gal Gagar. Gal Gagar is the best of the Brave series. Mike Gane is like the second or third best of the series. It, mm. And it just like people have heard of it enough. And Mo- Obari is well known enough that it's it's a bit much, dude. I mean, you yeah. sh- it would have been nice if he'd contacted Obari before, instead of having to go, mm-hmm. what the fuck did you do to my art? You copied it. And it's like, smoothing it out mm. later. Yeah. I mean. Because, like, when I first saw it, I figured, I kind of, because I've seen a little bit of Mike Gain. I-, I kind of, and, like, the combination is like, oh, I've seen that episode of Mike Gain. I, I know that. So I figured, like, they'd actually gotten Obari to do this episode. Nope. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah so so by you by your powers combined i am full powered
1: Gridman. man and akane <laughs> makes some derisive comment about how he's just a robot now i'm like screw you robots are awesome
0: like, was, was, and i i feel this is a terminology because okay, i kind of <laughs> thought he was a robot before
2: no he, he was well he was supposed to be well, like a He's... kaiju lizard monster thing he was just made out of paper mache and coin well,
3: no wire.
1: no no He I, means gridman right, gridman
0: i thought gridman oh, was gridman. a robot oh. before
3: well gridman see now. <laughs> this i know this <laughs> digging is digging back up the ava discourse th- this is a mecha v robot thing gridman's which... not really a robot he's more of a bio yeah, titan um,
2: well he's no great gridman actually gridman <laughs> kind of falls into like the ultraman category like He's, wait, is he actually an alien? I I forget I, how Gridman works.
0: I mean, I'm I'm but he's so... Not, he,
2: he's robot-ish looking, but he's not actually no. a robot. Okay, because
0: I it did think that Ultraman was a robot. No.
1: Also, I feel like Evangelions aren't actually robots, is the Frankenstein was the name of the doctor of <laughs> anime.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't care. That's the hill I will die. That's the only discourse I mean, I, 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 I will engage in. I appreciate Ultraman. it. Evangelions are Ultraman references, and therefore an Ultraman is not yeah. a Mecca. So I know they have pilots. I don't care. So does a jet plane I, that is a mecha. I will argue about this to the end of time. I appreciate and
1: agree with the comment. I just... <laughs> I, I like to point out that that's basically the Frankenstein is the name of the doctor of anime discourse.
3: Exactly. And I, and you know what? And I, I recognize that, that is the, the, that's the mode I'm in with like a nasally high pitch. I was like, well, actually, they're bio biotitans. <laughs> like, I recognize that about myself, but I still will do it every single time. I mean, time. to be fair,
1: she's also, I mean, no, Gridman is not actually a robot. Additionally, and maybe it was a terminology thing, because I think the problem is now he just looks like a brave robot or a trans... Yeah. He's got... The complaint is now he's just mm. all a bunch of vehicle kibble.
2: Yes, he is. How
0: is that even a complaint? Come on. <laughs> he's got too many accessories. This toy line has too many gimmicks now.
2: Yeah, because it's... Um, oh, what the heck is, is it called? a it, uh, Hyperlink Combined Full Power Gridman, which is a reference... To like the original show with the, the combining thing and what was it Thunder Gridman or whatever the crap it was.
0: Anyway, he proceeds to brutally murder this mecha Ghoul gilas.
1: Yep, tearing its head off yes, with wrestling moves.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, he, I'm, and I'm I, not I, exactly
2: I, sure what it is because he's like grabbing his neck and like not quite suplexing him. Well,
0: I mean, most wrestling moves don't involve you tearing your opponent's head off.
2: No. Yeah, it, it, the anatomy is a little weird, but oh, it, it's a it's well, a great the fight. anatomy's a
0: little weird because not. This thing keeps going after you tear its head off. It's like a cockroach. Well, yes,
2: that's, that's or a standard chicken. thing. Have Have you never seen Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla two or whatever?
0: That uh, is? I <laughs> have not. No,
1: I, I feel like you know the, the answer one. to that, David.
0: So you so he takes Mechagodzilla's head off. but of Mech- I guess the the brain of the Mechagodzilla is not in the head.
2: Yes, well, because in the the first time in the first movie where Godzilla falls, Mechagodzilla, he rips his head off, and and then that's the end of the robot. So in the second one, when he rips his head off, aha, he has a second head underneath.
3: So hmm. like, so does the second one pop up. That's some like next level in anime stuff. Ha, you fool! You thought that was my main head? I've had a secret <laughs> head all along. Yeah, it's
2: like a little <laughs> glowing dome brain. Okay, thing. I thought
0: maybe he had like an extra head in his butt, like a stegosaurus or something.
2: <laughs> that tale. would be cool um actually there is at least one ultraman monster that does that ah. in ultraman maybes i forget what it's called i think it's like the first monster he fights like he kills it by ripping its heads off and then it <laughs> later in another episode i think maybe it's even the next episode it turns upside down and the tail is now the head oh that was cool <laughs> anyway th- there's um a twin drill breaker Attack <gasps> in this episode, which is, uh, Gurren Lagann reference. Ah. Mm-hmm. And it, it looks kind, it, it's not like a shot for shot of a Gurren Lagann attack, but it, the, the style of the drills launching is similar. Mm-hmm. So. I
1: will just nod my head because I haven't watched that one yet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it's good. Well, it's good if you love old, uh, super robot drills.
1: <laughs> <shows. laughs> I think
3: it's. Eh. I actually would prefer to watch the things that's. Referenced. I mean, again, I hate to be that guy, but I would rather just watch old super robot shows than than watch Gurren Lagann. Gurren Logon is kind of fun at parts and has. A, yeah. and the Lagann itself is a very cool robot, I'm, and I like the robot's skin.
1: I'm not much fun. I tend to go more for the unsuper robot shows, like your Gundams yeah, and.
3: Robots. Okay, well, hey, Gundam's got some of the best super robots. So well, they're not. They're not, they're not like. A,
1: I mean, I guess they are a little bit magic, but they're not like magic super robots oh
3: have you seen mobile fighter g gundam because well let me tell you okay about the magic that doesn't that count show. that
1: doesn't count for literally anything <laughs> no.
3: oh g gundam counts for a lot no. my friend uh, Believe it, does me, count- it <laughs> counts for a great deal anyway it's i the
2: best one but like, like minovsky uh, particles and fin funnels that's freaking magic
1: okay that one and honestly wing are pretty much uh, are pretty much super robot anime, but I mean like Universal. I mean,
3: 007.9 the RX-78 has a giant hammer, Amuro flies into like a rainbow psychic space and <laughs> talks to his enemy about their shared girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, it's not not a super robot show, you know what I mean? I mean, so...
1: yeah. a lot of that has a lot of like grounding and established uh, science fiction. Like,
2: established. Yeah. Okay, I'll g- I'll give you that, and um, not maybe- I'm just saying
3: the legacy's a little more mixed, is what I would argue.
1: <laughs> I guess.
3: War—it's gritty and terrible. We have to make hard choices, like how many lightsabers do I carry into the space, <laughs>
1: space? <laughs> See, as as we have established, I like it when things are gritty and terrible. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's my thing. I, I so. recommend you
0: watch the Philadelphia Flyers next season, then.
2: <laughs> oh no. <laughs>
0: Anyway, um, I I kind of just have a grudge against Gurren Lagan because when Transformers animated was airing, there was a certain segment of fandom oh, that claimed that every yeah. time somebody said "boo," it was a reference to Gurren Lagan, even though <laughs> it hadn't even come out when they were making the first two seasons you know of what?
3: animated. Honestly, yeah, I'm with you on this. I I'm 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 ready to hold the banner and, and fight this fight. Let's do it. Man. It was <laughs> well, mad. were.
2: I think they were in production. They were in production at the same time, I guess, and I think Gurren Lagann had aired before. Well, most of animated, but, like, nobody on the animated crew had seen Gurren Lagann.
1: Yeah, I mean, they Until, were...
2: like, the third season when- There um, was a
0: guy who was a reference, uh, Dirt Boss.
2: Dirt Boss is definitely a reference, yes. And, uh, Derek had seen some of that show by then.
1: But yeah, they were running concurrently enough that it, it couldn't, you know, they couldn't bleed over too much until later on.
0: Anyway, so our, our monster of the week is defeated, and now we can go about with the business of having this festival, which for some reason involves, uh, Utsumi in a maid costume.
1: So wait, I have a question about something.
0: <laughs> is it about maid <laughs> so, costumes? Not
1: we'll get yet. We get, uh, basically, a a moment during that fight where we get the excuse for someone to release a gold chrome variant of Oh, that's right. Uh, next Gridman. And I'm wondering like I always just assumed that was like I mean, you see that a lot with Transformers where they would just have like a gold chrome like lucky draw version of a toy and I thought that was just this is that like a thing in actual anime or is that just a reference to toys doing that
3: just the turning goal yes that's very much a super robot thing okay. um gal Gygar does that Mo- uh burning god gundam does that it's just yes. like the yellow courage you know gold amazingness you're just going super saiyan you know I mean, yeah
2: um i don't i'm not i'm not sure what the first one was like uh g gundam was in uh was it 94 so that if it wasn't the first, that was like the one that kind of canonized, oh, when you're in your ultimate super mode, you turn
3: gold.
1: Yes, so you glow and crash into things.
3: Yeah. I did the same thing.
1: Okay. Cause I, I mean, that was definitely a thing that Takara was really into with Transformers limited releases. I mean, I had a solid gold version of Jazz <laughs> that was just like supposed to be a reference to the episode The Golden Lagoon and I, I bought like little cotton gloves for handling him so I didn't get them all fingerprinty. Uh, so, so yeah, it's, it's something that I'm familiar with from toys because that seems like sort of an easy you know, special release, so I wasn't sure if that was something that actually tended to show up in shows other than just standard glowing and crashing into things.
0: So anyway, this maid costume. Yeah. Uh, I I thought he was wearing this as like some sort of symbol of apology, but then Rika is dressed as an admiral, and I'm just very confused.
1: <laughs> well, it's It's their festival. It's part of their like festival show things they're doing.
2: I can I can give you at least half an answer why. Like in standard school festivals, or at least in anime anyway, like each class, each homeroom classroom decides like what they're gonna do. Like, oh, we're gonna have a maid cafe, or we're gonna have tea ceremonies, or we're, we're gonna have a make a haunted house. So each like classroom has a different gimmick that they vote on what they're gonna do okay and apparently Tonkawa a- aka Psykill and her friends voted we'll have a cross-dressing cafe I don't know why <laughs> okay. is dressed as like a military admiral I don't know how that fits into it
0: I mean maybe that
1: I... was the only male outfit she had There
2: probably aren't a lot of female admirals possibly oh wait so maybe maybe her dad was in the military and he's a small man I don't know mm-hmm.
3: Or she just beat up a short admiral on the way to school. <laughs> oh, I forgot about my costume. Just clocked some admiral from the Defense Force and took it. Alright, this guy looks like he's about my size. Yes.
2: Yeah, um and well as as a result of um Utsume in a maid outfit and, and uh um Utah <laughs> in a schoolgirl uniform, there was much fan art rejoicing.
0: Of course. Hmm. And then, yeah. uh, sort, sort of unusually this, the show just kind of keeps going while the credits are rolling.
2: Yeah. yeah it, well, it, it's unusual it for this show, but it's, it's like a standard anime thing. Like every once in a while an episode will run long, like, and we need mm-hmm. sort of a semi-dramatic ending that the animation will keep going through the credits.
1: Yeah. I mean, it definitely gave it a very heartfelt, especially when they, they get past the talking about wearing not even talking about wearing the made outfit. They only address this in that there's a mention of them needing to hand out some flyers and the translation for the flyer says something about a gender swap cafe. Uh, yeah. but, uh, just the like montage after that just gives it a very emotional feel with the end credit play music playing and I really like that. It was all feels Oh, and-
2: we get to see Skywarp and G two Thundercracker hanging out again on the rooftop. They're apparently not doing shit for their classroom.
1: I thought she was AstroTrain.
2: Uh oh oh right, it was Astro Train. Sorry, I forgot. I forgot about the, the tie. I, I remember she was black and purple.
1: The other one is absolutely uh Thundercracker though. So
2: Oh that 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 jacket, every episode she appears in, I still want that jacket.
1: So good. Yeah.
0: And then, much like an MCU movie, you better stay through the credits because there's a stinger.
2: <gasps> yes. Oh, you did keep watching. Yay! I forgot to mention that. It was over <laughs> yes.
0: I, 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 again, I'm a guy who goes with a lot of superhero movies, so uh, I, I know to stay now.
1: Yes. <laughs> I don't seem to have quite entirely internalized the fact that there are no next episode stingers in this series. So I always end up waiting until, like, the next episode page loads on Crunchyroll and then I'm I'm, like, okay, it's over now.
2: That is Mm -hmm. a... Grant, you watch other anime, like, is is this Mm -hmm. the thing? Like, I've seen some shows where, like, they don't actually have an ending, or a teaser for the next episode, but, like, it comes out online or something? it
3: varies i mean every show is different but having a little a a very common i say very common for most of my anime watching a common practice is to have a short preview usually involving the voice cast talking like the characters as they like narrate what's coming next or having Mm -hmm. a narrator do it if it was you know a few decades ago but i mean some kind of preview is usually a thing but then sometimes they'll do these like online only or they'll have like a stinger that's more like an MCU thing where it's like in the text of the actual show, you know, but the, the various, I mean, some of my favorites would be like, say, uh, Gunbuster, the OBA oh. had these wonderful little science lessons at the end of each episode, but of course each science lesson was completely and utterly fictitious. They just, <laughs> it was the characters in chibi form, like presenting science facts that were not at all facts. At all. I really <laughs> like
1: the one in the original Mobile Suit Gundam, uh, at least in the, uh, old dub the very good old dub uh, where they the would say in japanese yeah they would have the uh the little who will survive stinger at the end mm. uh and so there's the one that comes out before the episode garma's fate uh where it's very <laughs> clearly being telegraphed that garma is probably going to die in the next episode and then they're like the next episode of mobile suit gundam garma's fate who will survive it's like well not Fucking Garma. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I think that's... we know who's not surviving. I mean,
3: the ultimate is, is in uh, Mazen Kaiser, uh, Koji Kabuto flying, the main character flying into the camera saying, And I will never die. And then it immediately smash cuts to the title card for the next episode, which is Koji Kabuto dies in Magma. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's legendary. Uh, that's the that's... greatest of all time. That's, that's a good Which he one. does. He dies in <laughs> <laughs> really Great. He's not like, I will never die. He's dying.
1: Spoke a little too soon, dude.
0: <sighs> uh. Uh, so yeah, the, the scene is of her sort of curled up, uh, you know, sort of on her floor, sleeping it off. And, uh, yeah, Alexis Carib is just kind of hanging out in, in her room.
2: Yeah, he's just there being ominous while she's laying on the floor in, i in her piles of trash
1: i personally took that to be a, a depression fetal curl uh so maybe yeah. that's just me but yes it, it didn't seem to be that she was sleeping on the floor so much as she was curled up in a ball being upset that her monster had lost
0: and yeah it i it's very eerie
1: Yes, the way he's just sort of standing. And like he's, you know, not in the computer right now, which we've seen he can do, yeah, but you, can know, just, uh, you know, he doesn't do often.
0: Drop into restaurants, order some tomato juice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's gold best.
1: Go maim auntie. Just walking into the restaurant was definitely that was a good one. Just hey, I'm this giant weird dude. Hi.
0: And that is the end of this particular confrontation. Dun dun dun! Ah, uh, this definitely adds more dun, weird dun, dun. texture to what is going on here. I'm and beginning to lean towards the whole Tommy Westfall. This was all a dream kind of solution, but who knows?
1: Okay, I'll just I'll just nod and try not okay. to. Try not to give too much away. Whereas before
0: but, I was but, thinking it was more of a, it, I, it still may be more of a dark city. Although previous, although uh, again, trending less towards dark city and more towards Jacob's ladder.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or again, the end of Saint Elsewhere.
1: <laughs> Where does Mysterio <laughs> fit into all of
0: this? Uh, I mean, I don't think we're dealing with a Mysterio here unless it turns out there were no Kaiju whatsoever. And it's just and it was a, all
1: actually holograms.
0: It was just a <gasps> bunch of controlled demolitions.
2: Yes, Akane is Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh,
0: at- <gasps> Atomic breath can't melt steel beans. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're we're definitely you know it's leaning very heavily into everything being crazy and weird at this point, and yeah, so you you start to wonder like what's real and. Or, what even matters anymore?
0: Or, of course, given the the David Lynchian feel of this entire series, it's also possible they're just not going to tell us anything.
1: That that is always an option with anime. See also yeah. the Christian terminology in Evangelion.
2: <laughs> yeah, Ava is way more confusing than this show. Ultimately, this. We get. It's not. It's
1: really not. It's so easy.
2: Well, no, it's (laughs) It's confusing for the sake of. There's no message,
3: people. There's no
2: message. He just thinks it looks cool. Although, like, oh, wasn't it like the video? One of the video games that explained that the angels are actually aliens. That wasn't actually in any other bit of media.
1: Oh wow! I just kind of like assumed like i was like okay so these things seem like they're supposed to be aliens
0: i mean yeah, the, there was surprisingly there was not uh, we've had everything but aliens on this show i think that's the one explanation that has not been put forward
2: well utsumi has said that but it, it, we haven't had it proved fact yes because aliens are a standard thing in ultraman not in gridman ah. the original ah.
1: gridman yes
2: or wait what the hell? what What the fuck was um, Kilocon anyway? Kilocon? Was he just a virus?
0: I think they said he was a virus.
2: Yeah. Something like that.
0: The evil Kilocon lives inside computer circuits. (laughs) Yes. Anyway, so that should about wrap up episode 8. Thank you again for joining us. And uh, is there anything you would like to plug? Grant?
2: Grant?
3: Uh well, uh, like I said, um uh, thanks again for having me on. It was a blast talking. I mean I, anytime you guys want to have me on, I didn't realize this was gonna be so Transformers heavy, I feel <laughs> I feel at home. Yeah. I mean I'm I'm just wheelie compared to your your mighty Transformers <laughs> brains, but I'm I'm glad to be here. We wheelie safe, fine friends today. <laughs> um, no, but uh Blade Licking Thieves or 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 my Twitter at Grant the Thief. Uh, both are great places to check me out. Also, Yadatachi and uh, the Super Senpai podcast, all of those things where I just yell about cartoons and stuff. Yep, and I will
1: have links to those on the uh, actual post to go along with the podcast uh, on net. All
0: right. So until then, so uh, so we will join you next time uh, for uh, for more Transformers Prime coverage as we enter the uh, the final season and yes. we will also be back in a month we
1: we'll
0: also be back in a month discussing uh the next episode of SSS Gridman with a
2: with a ret- with Mark Dent who made me promise that he would be on that episode
0: all right so the return <laughs> of a previous guest yes i'm i'm intrigued already yeah and of course see
1: we do have a next episode teaser
0: oh <laughs> And of course we also have a Patreon on iconunderground.net. Uh, this month we will be discussing Spider-Man Far From Home.
1: We sure will. Yes.
0: And, and, the, and there it will be I who is the master.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Rob will school like Rob, us all. Is, is this character from the comics?
0: He certainly is.
1: <laughs> Basically.
0: Uh, so until next time, I'm Rob.
1: I'm Jen.
2: Fly me to the moon and let me play Among the Stars. I'm David. Grant. Say goodbye, Grant.
3: Oh, sorry. Everyone keeps cutting on that. Bye. Goodbye, Grant.
1: <laughs> the internet's going down. We're getting cloud flared. <laughs> Oh, hey, guys. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but guess who has decided he needs an escort outside right now? No. It's Kat needs oh, I will see. be right okay. back. Yeah, I've
0: got a brief <laughs> escort mission through. to attend to.
1: Yes. The big problem. Oh, my God. Come on. Yep. Come so, on.
2: So watching a show I love and then just having this plagiarism thing, it's like, oh, that 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 feels awful. Like, I felt embarrassed for the director of the show. It's like... Oh no! Yeah,
0: yeah. uh, to to quote uh, to quote Arrested Development, you kind of get the douche chills.
2: Yeah. Anyway, uh, while Jen's doing that, we can yammer, and I can use this as an outtake. Um, Who else has watched Who's watched Evangelion on Netflix?
0: Um, I have not, but I've actually never seen it.
3: No. Oh, I, I, and I don't
2: know if I
3: want to. I watched it years ago when I ostensibly was was exactly the right age, a fourteen year old young man, uh, and it's never. Uh, I've got issues with it. Um, I think it's just pretty okay, and I really like the stuff when it's just being Ultraman. Um, but I, I don't know. Like Ava's doesn't really do it for me as much as it does for other people, and the fandom is super off-putting. Like Ava just brings yeah, the that's, worst that's the out thing. Like
2: I, I watched it in college, and I. I was watching it subbed and dubbed because, like, I knew a friend who was mm-hmm. getting fan sub stuff. And, All right. and, a, and my was... friends were buying the VHSs. Uh, we're having an Evangelion discussion, which is going to be an outtake Jen. <laughs> and we'll come back in a minute. I'm <gasps> rambling. Okay. Um. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Like, I watched the show in, like, around episode 14 or so. Like, I kind of enjoyed it because, like, the Ultraman stuff and the Monster of the Week. That was cool. And around episode 14, it's like, no, nah, I kind of don't watch the show but like my roommates were still getting the tapes and my friend who was getting the fan subs was still getting the fan sub. So it's like, I just through inertia, watched both versions to the finish. And I was like, mm. eh, it's kind of unfulfilling. Yeah. I get that, that Kaoru is in love with Shinji. I see the gay sub, tub subtext that is text that has been turned back into bad subtext in the Netflix dub. Um, it's just like, but th- th- my problem with the show, which I realized a few days ago and mentioned on Twitter, is like Evangelion at the time when it came out was the wrong show or yeah, the wrong show at the right time. Like anime was starting to get really big and, and VHS tapes were coming out easy. And it, well, even before it ended up on Toonami or Adult Swim or wherever the fuck it was. Like it was big enough mm-hmm. and good enough, but not really that great that a lot of people saw it. But it eh, it wasn't that great. Whereas now it may be the right anime at the right time because it's it's easy. We've had over 20 years of people analyzing how it's, yeah, it's nothing to do with Christian imagery. It's Christian imagery from Ultraman because Anno loves Ultraman and he was working his way through his depression while making this show. It was cathartic for him.
1: That's the part I like.
2: And. Yeah, and the message of getting through your depression works a lot better now. But I don't want to rewatch the show. Although I do recommend everyone should watch uh, Blue Blazes. Um, what is it? I Oi um something or other. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll link to that somewhere in, in a tweet or something when we, this comes out. It's it's about a manga artist who was working in the early days, uh, like before uh, what is it, Diacon three. In Japan, the convention. And one of his classmates was Hideaki Anno. And he's a big character in the TV show. Yeah. <laughs> and he's so adorable, I want to hug him after that. Like, Evangelion, like back in the day, I hated the fandom. I just didn't like the show, but I hated the fandom. Yeah, the fandom drives me up the wall. <laughs> and by extension, I kind of hated Anno because of that. But after Shin Godzilla and seeing Blue Blazes... I kind of love Anno. It's like, I want to give him a big hug. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. I also, there's two things I want to say on that. I recommend if, uh, if you want manga with Anno in it, uh, his wife is a mangaka and she did, oh, yeah. uh, a manga about like, their kind of like their life together and Aww. such, and it's yeah, actually quite I, hilarious, I but, um, I, ju- I just discovered I, that. I like, agree you with know. you. Um, I used to not like Anno as much cause I thought it was all very pretentious, mm-hmm. but I come to realize that, uh, he and I are very similar in that we love Common Rider, we love Ultraman and we're both really tired of Evangelion <laughs> to do literally anything to get away from the property because he's like, I mean, he's working through his Ava burnout by making a Godzilla movie, I guess. Yeah. like He's like, I just anything but Ava, please. <laughs> so, Ono's a good dude. He does like Kamen writer cosplay and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, he's my kind of guy. I mean, yeah.
2: He's he's in a better place now. He He'll probably make another yeah. Godzilla movie
3: if we're lucky yeah i I, ho- I hope so for him for his sake I hope he never has to touch Ava ever again <laughs> he can live out his dreams <laughs> yeah just
2: cash some checks and never touch it yeah. anyway back to the episode uh, yeah so after so after by, the fight by, has started yeah, so by
0: you by your powers combined I am full powered gridman.